Hey, welcome to The Warrior and the Wolf, the show where you can show up authentically, be safe, be seen, and have somebody that's going to come alongside you and help you fight for what you want. Let's get after it. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Warrior and the Wolf podcast, uh, episode 21 today. I am the wolf right over I there. The, I'm the warrior, and now we're legal to drink. <laughs> exactly. We are that many podcasts. And, well, I'm excited about today's podcast for the simple fact uh-huh. that um, you know how big of a mindset junkie I am. And uh, we, I know that we've done a mindset podcast, but this one is we're calling it keeping your head in the game. Basically, mm-hmm. um, how do you and I, uh, as men, keep the mindset that we have and who we want to be in mind when, I guess for lack of a better when shit gets real, when shit goes down, uh, how do we continue to show up the way that we want to show up from a mindset standpoint? So I, I guess I'll just start firing at you, my friend, and, and that is... Sweet. What's what's a time probably in the last few weeks where something just simply didn't go the way that you wanted it to or you thought that it would uh, and you were tested? Yeah, you know, just the, the, the busyness of life has just hit us over the head. I mean, and in, in a good way, like I'm. I'm trying to still trying to figure out like what I want to be when I grow up job wise. I'm in school to finish that. Uh, so I'm really, I'm really proud of that fact. But in the meantime, I have responsibilities. So I'm working a couple part-time gigs, um, which, t- you know, has taken me out of the house and stuff like that. But the kids are back in school, you know, uh, D's were also working multiple jobs. Um, I'm coaching two football teams. I have a men's group. So I get like one night a week at home and then, so that's like how how am I like keeping my head in the game and and working on the things that I keeping you know the things that I've worked for and not completely blowing it up. Um, because honestly, how in the past, that? like to, how, how yeah, because that is stressful. You're not wrong. Multiple jobs and kids at school and a wife with multiple jobs and you're going to school and you have a men's group. Like it's a lot like that meme, me trying to drink enough water and do this and do this and do this and do like, it always seems like there's an and, 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 and. So when you have all of these ands coming into your world, how do you get yourself into a place of, Hey, I want to make sure I'm showing up a certain way. You know, for, I'm lucky enough to have, um, I mean, you've met her. She's, she's amazing. So, um, D and I have created a space where we can actually have, we figured out that having honest conversations about how we're feeling and how we're feeling super stressed out and laying it out there as to why and taking 35, 40 minutes, even an hour, whatever it might be sitting down, having a glass of wine, if it need be, but sitting down and saying, here's what's going on. And here's what's driving me crazy. How can we come together and, keep this going. And even sometimes there's not even a solution. It's just like, Hey, I'm really freaking stressed out about being gone every single night. And she's, I'm really stressed, stressed out about you being gone every single night. But then we talk about like the goals and the means and what that's producing. 
So, and that's not for everybody, but for me to be able to keep my head in the game is having that space to be able to have a conversation with her and invite her into that. Be like, look, I know like shit's been really stressful. So let's talk about like why and what we're doing and what we're going forward and look at like maybe where there's going to be a reprieve or look at a night for us. Like, Hey, where's a night coming up where we can get a sitter and go and just go, go out and have some appetizers and a, and a drink and just connect and talk about, right. just talk about whatever we want to talk about not have to be doing homework or talking about bluey or it's a great show by you know, the way, but you, you talk about reprieve. I'm anxious to know because I got to believe that I'm not the only human listening and watching to this right now that is anxious to find the next reprieve in my world. But what I have found is I have a tendency to fill that space. Mm-hmm. And, like, and so, I, I used to so too. What does reprieve look like to you? For me, for me, it's just a brief couple hour period where we can just sit and connect for, you know, her and I just connect about, talk about, we talk about things like trips and food or places that we, restaurants that we really like and want to go back to, or even talk about like what the kids are doing and kind of laugh. What I've discovered is when I put all the life's bullshit down to go out for a couple hour dinner, it's there when I get back. Like I'm going to have to deal with it anyway. So, so I can the question for me then, then Aaron is this. What kind of man do you want to be? You know, we talked about in the last episode, like, how do you want to show up? How do you want to show up differently? So the man I want to be is, I want to be a man that can create that space or take the, take the initiative to create that space for my wife and I knowing our life is stressful. That's speaking to her needs and taking care of the people around me and taking care of myself. I want to be somebody that, I want to be a man that, it's okay to call a timeout. Mm. Like it's okay to take time out and take time for myself, for my wife and for my kids and do something. So what kind of man calls a timeout? I would say it's, I would say it's a, it's a caring man. I mean, that wow. for me, that's what somebody who cares, somebody who really cares about what's going on in. So you want to be a there. caring man. Mm-hmm. Love that. I dig that man. And I think, I think, that so many people are going to be able to identify with the, the, the chaos and everything else of a day-to-day schedule. And just, I mean, the word reprieve really resonated with me because I was like, I'm always looking at my calendar. Okay. How many days do I have to run like a striped ass ape before I can take a step back, breathe a little bit and recollect myself because I run high energy. No question about it. I run high energy. I run yeah. uh, full schedule. Um, and I'm always looking to the next thing. Um, so, so it's very easy to get tired. So I am looking for that reprieve. That was, that was great. And that's one thing, you know, one thing I found to keep my, to keep my heads in the game specific. And I know for my wife to keep, to keep our heads in the game of what we have to do every day in life, we have to take time out to take care of ourselves. You have to take time out to just, breathe but so she's also the, yourself look like you know uh for me you know so i'll start as a family we love camping like that's kind of our family reprieve and camping sounds like a lot of work to people but like it's work we like to do like when we go up to the mountains and we camp and it's just it's it's crazy so like for the first day it takes us a full day because we're like oh, like her and i are both like hey we should be doing something like, I just want to yeah. sit around and read a book. 
but I feel like I should be doing something. It's like, we literally have nothing to do. We're like, we're in the mountains off the grid. So giving for me, like to, for us to keep our head in the game, it's giving ourselves permission to take a breath. Mm. Cause so many times I think, especially as men, we're just told when shit gets hard or it gets real, put your head down and push through and get to the other side. Yeah. But what I have found, especially what you're talking about is there's something else always on the other side. So there's always going to be something to push through. There's always going to be something that's going to take attention and time. Well, like you said, you can get away on your date night real quick with D, right? But that doesn't change the fact that everything you left is still going to be there when you get back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get that. But, but it's intentionally putting that down for a minute and going right. and being able to talk to her like a person instead of going over calendars and schedules. And. You said the key word, at least from my seat, you said a, a tremendously key word, and that is intentional. Yeah. I think it's vitally important, especially with the kind of man, because you want to be a caring man. I think you absolutely have to be intentional in that space. Oh, 100%. I mean, you like, especially like in our, in our, you know, with having small kids, I can't just leave my nine and four year old. I mean, I've thought about it. <laughs> I'm kidding if anybody else is listening. Remind me of a funny story to tell you at the end of this about like kidding about saying stuff about your kids. It almost got me in trouble. Um, but really, like I ha- like we have to f- have to find a babysitter. We have to find a time that something else isn't on the calendar. We have to be. And that's what makes for me. That's what makes it special. Like, honestly, like for her and I to like really carve out time and be intentional for each other right. is special. And we cherish that time. So. Well- so in 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 the chaos of the day to day that you're talking about here, what's the message that you receive from her that she's taking time out for you? That she cares. That we care. That she that she still yeah. loves me. Still wants to. You know, we want being intentional is is huge. I would and, say in a in a marriage. And clearly, for you, wanting to be a caring man, as you said, mm-hmm. that's easily. I'm sure if we were to have D on here. She would absolutely agree she feels cared for. In, in those aspects. I mean, if we're going to get real, um, and, you know, we like to keep it real here. Like, it's not just all rainbows and unicorns and butterflies. Um, you know, um, earlier this year, I had a moment where I did not keep my head in the game. And yeah. it almost cost me everything, really. And, and there's an episode about it, so I'm not putting anything out there that, has, that we haven't already talked about. Yeah. So if you want to go back and listen to that episode, but it's, it's what led me into, th- you know, led me into therapy, led me into the medication aspect, just led me into a lot of different things to take care of myself because I wasn't intentional about keeping my head in the game. Yeah. And I let emotions and anger and depression and sadness blow up all over my family, cause a massive fight, threaten to harm myself in front of my wife. And for me, not, not being, I was going to keep using the word, but not being intentional about it and not being aware of my blind spots. We talked about it in the battle plan episode. Like what are, what were my blind spots? And well, you, you bring something up there, brother. And I, I don't want to cut you off because I can tell you on good. the roll, but one thing for me, you just brought up a very important point to this entire conversation. Keeping one's head in the game is not, an easy thing to do. No. It is super easy for me to get off track in that space. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, 
looking, we're obviously big. We've talked about a lot of sports analogies, um, but I look at I look at the you know the goats, the greats. Talk about Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, even Patrick Mahomes. As much as it pains me to say it right now, um, <laughs> um, or the Kansas City Taylor Swifts, as we should call them now. You see all those guys. You know they something goes wrong, especially like you look at like Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. Something goes wrong, throwing whatever sports analogy. If you don't get sports, just hang with me; it'll it'll make sense. They're always on the f- sideline looking at some sort of iPad printout film to look at what they could do better next time. Mm-hmm. For me, that's keeping like talking about the blind spot. I keep my head in the game. It's, okay, okay, what, okay, what did I do wrong? How did I screw this up? And what can I do better next time? Um. So, you know, for me, a big way to keep my head in the game is, is I'm, I'm a big proponent of journaling. Mm, nice. I have about 4,700 unfinished journals <laughs> um, just because I like to buy new fancy leather-bound journals and fountain pens that Sean makes. Shout out to Sean for his pens that he made us. Um, but no, seriously, journal, like, journal, like getting my thoughts out, like – Again, I'm an external processor, but journaling has been able to ke- let me get stuff out. So that's something that I do, you know, to, to keep my head in the game, to make sure that I'm. So a couple things to what you said. Uh, number one, journaling is important. It's not something that I necessarily like doing. However, um, studies have shown you are more likely to uh, you are 44 percent more likely to accomplish something if you write it down. Mm hmm. You're 77 more percent likely to achieve something if you write it down and tell somebody because there's the accountability piece in that. The other thing that I want to go back to is, okay, how did I screw this up and how can I do it better? That is actually uh, something that I use to keep my head in the game. I like to call that negative self-talk. And it is something I am keenly aware of. Because it is something that I have had to work through. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's very, yeah, you know, oh, I screwed this up. I screwed this up. Right. Enforcing that with negative self-talk does no one any good. So I would just encourage you, uh, and this is kind of a segue into uh, how, how I keep my head in the game. And that is just be cognizant of that. Like mm-hmm. for me, uh, the biggest concerns that I have and the things that I want to work through more than anything else. Yes. The negative self-talk, which has gotten exponentially better specifically in the last eight months. Um, but the other thing for me, limiting self-beliefs, hmm. um, that has been a plague for me, brother. I, yeah. um, and, and I too. know that it's funny. Actually, uh, one of our very dear friends laughed at me. Uh, on a leadership weekend I did a few weeks ago because I brought this up as a limiting self-belief. I do believe that someone can do it better. Uh, for those of you who may not understand the joke there, oh, that's okay. man. hit us up yep. later and I'm happy to walk you through it. But I do believe that someone can do it better. I, I, hmm. I believe that I'm not worthy. I believe that, uh, who am I? Who am I to accomplish yeah. what I'm looking to accomplish? So the limiting hmm. self-beliefs have been a huge um roadblock for me, a big hiccup and a yep. hurdle for me that I'm trying to work through. And so for me, the affirmation, uh, and, and, and I, 
I have post-it notes. I have a whiteboard. I have whiteboards at my office. I have whiteboards wherever I go or something. So my, my favorite affirmation right now, I am a positive influence capable of leading well and creating the life I desire. And I think that that's important for me because I do get caught up that someone else can lead better than I can. Someone else uh, could, does better podcasts. There's better podcasts than what we have. There, oh, there's better I think that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but that's been the biggest, yeah. that's been the biggest hurdle for me of late is working through those limiting self-beliefs. Like yeah. why, why try when somebody can just do it better? There's better yeah, podcasts. Who's going to hear this? But then, and you said it in, in one of the episodes, I think it was, it could have been the last one where uh, one of your kiddos, big YouTube fan, he's like, well, you only have four followers and three of them are actually working on the podcast right now. But what about that fourth one? Yeah. What, what if I make a difference in that person's life? So, and so I appreciate the scale and I understand that you're joking when you say the Kansas city Taylor Swift's, but it, it may not be an NFL size stage. It yeah. might not be. But if I have the impact that I want to have on even one person, then I believe that to be sufficient. I, I have determined that my why is to leave a legacy that I can be proud of. And it varies. Uh, it depends on the suburb of my kingdom that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But the the all-encompassing legacy that I want to leave is that I'm remembered fondly. You smile when you hear my name or you think of a memory with me. And so, yeah, somebody might be able to do it better. There might be more subscribers on somebody else's podcast. But when you ask the people that I impacted, they're going to smile. Yeah. Uh, and I totally agree. And I, and honestly, like I, I make those, those jokes and jest because here's my dirty little secret about keeping my head in the game too. This platform and this podcast is a big way for me to keep my head in the game. How so? One, I mean, it's like journaling. Like I get to like talk about all the shit that I'm going through and knowing that it will. And, you know, I say we have four subscribers on YouTube, but I know there's dozens of people that have reached out to me or you that we have touched and, and, and helped. And right. people are like, hey, that's awesome. Like your story. I was telling you about, you know, pre-show a couple of shows ago that about some uh, a a dear friend of mine whose story is incredibly similar to mine. And I had no idea. Right. Um, so it's funny. So I want to go back and talk about like the, like the negative self-talk. So I know we've been a big proponent of that. I know it sounds like when I say, how did I screw this up and how can I do it better? And I know that sounds negative and I really get how that would sound negative, but you know, me and my affinity for like the military and, and, and that kind of stuff. So there's something in the military that they do is called an after action report. So an AAR. So that's kind of what I like to do is like after a situation, I like to sit down and be like, okay, well, what went right and what went wrong? And how can I keep doing the things that went right? And how can I fix the things that went wrong? And I don't believe that's negative because things do go wrong. I mean, when you, when you blow up your, when you blow up on your family and threaten to harm yourself, something went wrong. Right. So maybe well, a better way instead of saying, what did I screw up? is like, well, what can I improve upon? And see, that's why I think that negative self-talk is such a big deal. When we're talking about mindset, 
and we're keeping our head in the game, you know, when we talk about how we keep the mindset when shit gets real, that's a mindset thing. Okay. I didn't, that did not go the way that I wanted it to go. I wanted a different result. So what opportunities are there for me to get better the next time this happens? I believe that's how I want to approach it because telling myself I screwed up again doesn't help my mindset at all. So I think that words matter. They do. Words matter. And I know know that there's a lot of discussion around do words matter or do they not. I'm a firm believer that they do. So rather than saying you screwed up, hey, I know – Aaron, I promise you what happened a few months ago, as much work as we do, we've talked about it before. We're never going to hit the pinnacle. There's always going to be work to do. What happened a few months ago in your person will happen again. And the opportunity that you have, right, is to start coaching yourself. Hey, I want to be this caring man. I want to be this. I want to be this. I want to be this. And the more that you put it into your head, and again, This podcast is great because it's basically writing it down and telling someone this is accountability at its highest, right? Yeah. So I would just encourage you. I believe that words matter because our cells are always eavesdropping on our thoughts. Hmm? Always. Always. Oh, yeah. Yep. And and I guess that's another way for you. What you're talking about. That's another way from that. I keep keep my head in the game is those those. I look back at the work that I've done. I look back at where I was five years ago and where I am now. I look back at where I was a year ago and now, and that's how I was like, cool. Like, look at all this stuff that you've done. Yeah. Like you've done some really cool stuff, dude. And this is me talking to myself. Like you've done some really hard stuff so you can keep doing it and going forward. So that, I mean, that's, that's a different way for me to keep my head in the game. Um, and maybe a really simple thing is, is self-care is super important to keep my what head in the game. What does self-care look like to you? So we kind of started touching on it earlier when you asked me, like, what do we do? And I started talking about camping and stuff like that. So that's what we do for the family, like date nights with the wife, camping. I, we make we try to make time for us to go away on one extended trip at least a year. It's hard with small kids. But for me, you know, I love golf. So getting out and playing an early morning round of golf. I've turned into one of those crazy cold plunge people. Um, See, like, I like, think that's negative self-talk. <laughs> no, it's it's not negative self-talk. It's there's a stigma around like cold plunge people. Like it's like, hey, if you like, if you don't post a selfie of your uh, going to the gym, did it actually happen? It's like if you don't post a video of the cold plunge, did you actually get in the water? So I don't put it out there, but like I, I I've discovered it and I love it, and it helps me. It helps me focus. Because I, the mentality, I mean, it sounds simple. It's like, dude, if I can put my body first thing in the morning in 48 degree water for five minutes, I can do anything throughout the rest of the day. So you hit on something there that I want to talk about. You tell me what you do as a family and you told me what you do uh, as a spouse and so on and so forth. But I want you to answer what do, and you started to. Yeah. What do you do for self-care? And I appreciate golf and I appreciate the cold. What else? Well, I mean, so the cold plunge has been big because it offers a chance for me to meditate. Like meditation and taking a quiet moment for myself has been huge. Okay. So, and and that's what I use that cold plunge time for. But uh, physical activity, working out, being in the gym, um, and I've kind of let that go. But that's something I'm going to get back into. Um, 
for me, keeping my head in the game, music. I, I love mm. listening to music that speaks to the stuff that I'm going through. <laughs> um, not everybody has my same taste in music, but there is a band, and they're, I guess, what we consider a metalcore band, but the na- it's called The Ghost Inside. And when I was really going through some stuff and feeling really, I would listen to some of their songs over and over and over again. And it just speaks to what I've been through. So to the point where I'm going to share, if I can pull it up, I want to share one of the lyrics that really helped me keep my head in the game. Um, but that's for me. And, and talking with you, talking with the guys in our group, downloading on that is, is a way that I keep my head in the game. Um, so yeah, that's, that's for me is just taking time to do something. You know, you, you we've talked about how important my faith is. So uh, spending time, spending time reading the Bible and journaling and, and praying. So, Here's the lyric, just and then I'll, I'll turn it over and find out what you do. So this is a lyric. So it's a, the song is called One Choice. Again, the band is called The Ghost Inside. Super heavy if you're into that kind of music. If you're not, email Mark. Um, <laughs> or Brian, because the wizard is the the musician in the group. Uh, so the lyric for the course is, I won't bend. I won't break through the darkest of days. I remember I survive. I don't surrender. And it says again, I won't bend, I won't break. Through the darkest of days, I remember I survive, I don't surrender. Hmm. Good stuff. So that was, that was, they have another lyric for a song that says, life's swinging hard, but I'm swinging harder. Hmm. So well, just stuff like, stuff like that. It's like, I'm, this, my survival and my thriving after that is very important to me. Very much the theory of, um, it's not how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get up. So, and, and, and I'll end, oh, and end mine with that. That's, that's really the number one way that I keep my head in the game. When I start feeling down, I start getting that negative self-talk. It's like, man, you suck. You don't, you don't have any value. You don't have any skills. And I really sit down and catalog like the stuff that I have survived and been through. And then I'm standing here and in my opinion, thriving, that gets my head right back in the game and focus on the goals. Well, and I think it's important to understand too, and remember as you're going, you have a lot more to give. Yeah. Like, I mean, I texted you the other day and said, I'm feeling like a major badass today. Because you are. Well, yeah. (laughs) But it's a different space for me to be in. It's like, cool. Like, dude, you're like, you're pretty badass. Like you can get through this too. So what about you as a badass? That I'm a survivor. I have fought through some serious shit and I am still here. And I'm not only just here, but I'm using what I went through to make a difference. You're a survivor and you're making a difference. What else? I mean, I think I just, you know, I just, I'm just, I'm a badass dude. I, I care deeply. I, I love well and I fight hard. That's that's what I say about me, and that's what keeps my head in the game. Love that. So that would be my advice for anybody else that's in my situ- in my situation, or you feel like like you're it's hopeless, you can't keep your head in the game. Is like look back at what you've been through. 
Look back at what you have fought through. Look back what because if you're still here, you're a survivor of something. You have survived 100% of your hardest days. Yep. And if you've done it before, you can do it again. And if you don't feel like that, then sit your ass in some cold water for five minutes and see what happens. <laughs> Love it. So what about you? How, Other than the mindset, like specific examples, like how do you keep your head in the game when it feels like like it's lost, like the battle is lost or the game is lost or there's there's no. Yeah, like but, I said, the, the, the limiting mindset has been a. The limiting beliefs have been a big deal uh, over the last few weeks. That's what comes readily to mind in, in, in some of the battles that I've had for keeping my mindset and very much a doer. Um, I, uh, I get a lot of validation in accomplishing things. Uh, so I, I wrote out some big, hairy, audacious goals uh, over the last few weeks Um and sitting on my biscuit doesn't get me there. Um, not to say that that's bad, because we're going to talk about self-care, I'm sure. And I'm happy to share how I do that. And sometimes that is sitting. Um, but when I'm in my zone, uh, I'm unstoppable, dude. I, I really, really am. Um, that's, a, that's a fact. I, yeah, so, so I... I once I've got it in my head that this is just something that has to get done, uh, I'm fiercely determined in that space. So uh, I guess for me, writing out goals, writing out uh, how I want to achieve what it is I want to achieve. Like I said, writing stuff down is a big deal. Telling people what I want to do so there's accountability because, as you are aware, one of uh, a big part of my story is uh, I don't want to let people down. I want people to like me. So if I have somebody holding me accountable and I don't accomplish what I'm looking to accomplish, I feel bad because I feel like I let them down. Mm -hmm. So um, for me, uh, like I said, uh, a well thought out goal and then work backwards with my plan. Okay, so here's what the end goal is. What needs to happen to get there? Yeah. And then realize what that first step is, get the first step, get it done. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's uh, like I told you, man, I'm, I'm a huge believer in mindset. I, I believe that mindset, gosh dang, even when it comes to hiring attitude over skill level any day of the week, because if you have the right attitude, I can teach you whatever skill level you have to have in order to accomplish oh, yeah. the job, the way that we're looking to have it accomplished. I just, I genuinely believe, um, and again, negative self-talk, stuff like that. It's all mindset. It's all mindset related, all of it. So not to say that it doesn't pop up and, hey, you're not good enough. And, hey, that you know, right out of the gate, you went backwards and you have this first step. And the first step's a pain in the ass. Right. So but obstacles are what you see when you take your eyes off the goal. You said you wanted this. Do you really want it? And if the answer is no, say that, but yeah. understand something. It's either because you don't want it or because it got hard and you quit. Who do you want to be? Yeah. Because so I learned something about me and then I want you ahead. to ask your question. Yeah, go ahead. I learned something about me uh, over the last weekend. Yeah, and I've been on that weekend. Is, 
I play small. Mm-hmm. I play it safe. I don't have big, hairy, audacious goals because what if I don't accomplish them, then I fail. Well, playing it safe never got anybody anywhere. That sure. that that just kept me. I'm. It's a revolving door because it's safe. The only way that I'm going to be able to get out of that pattern for myself is I got to swing for the fence, knowing full well that I'm capable of doing it. Um, so yeah, I, but playing small is something that I do. I realized someone was talking to me about. Oh, okay, so this person's doing it. This person's this. This person, and so you're next. And I'm like, no, nah, it's not my jam. And I realized. I didn't even think about it. I just said it wasn't my jam. I didn't process it. I didn't think to myself, well, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. Now just may not be the time. I just went with, it's not my jam so I could be safe. Yeah. When, as I look back on it, you know what? It damn well could be my jam. That's all pretty fire, man. I can't really add anything to that. But my question was, well, all that's, all that's great. And I love everything you say. And like, you know, I'd run through a wall after you (laughs) talk to me, but specifically like when that thought comes up or that, that thought or something is going on and that thought comes into your head, because you said it, so I'm going to say it again. Well, somebody can do that better. Mm -hmm. What is something specific because I know, I know you're not the only one that, that struggles with it. I struggle with it, but I guarantee you, somebody listening or watching yeah. has that same thing. We talk about imposter syndrome. It's like ah, somebody could definitely do that better, so I'm not going to do it. Just give me maybe one or two things specifically that you do when that thought pops in your head to combat that and keep your head focused on the goal. Gosh, and I, I hate to use the, the the same old tired thing of self awareness. I just realized that's a message that I'm receiving, and that's not the truth. Like, oh, you know, maybe because again, even when I say it's not my jam, the self-awareness piece is why is it not your jam? Because you want to be safe. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Well, what's not safe about what you're wanting to do here? Well, I could fail. Well, fail how? Like, uh, again, when I go back to the whole leadership thing is, am I going to lead on an NFL size stage? Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. But that doesn't mean, like, if I want to specifically lead from a stage that size, then that needs to be my goal. That's not my goal. It's not. So, like, do I believe that someone can can speak, uh, you know, to an audience or uh, from a larger stage better than I can? Of course I do. There's people doing it right now. Does that mean Mm -hmm. I'm not capable of doing it? It does not. So, again, when we talk about words matter, that's why I get so passionate about this because, yeah, I'm, I'm, I do believe somebody could do it better. One of my words for this year is actually silver because if you win gold, okay, you can't get any better. You're the best in the world. Well, dude, I always want to get better. There has to be something about me that can get better. So the word silver came into my vocabulary this year because I'm always wanting to get better. So, and like... I don't think that I ever want to be the best at something. I always want to be continually evolving and learning. So I guess for me, when I get into that mindset, what do I do? Okay, recognize what's true about me. Yeah. And sometimes that means that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Like, stop for a second. Okay. Why did that just pop into my head? 
why do I think that somebody can, is it because I'm, you know, I am accepting this message or there is a limiting self-belief. Just what is it about me that's going on in my world that I'm willing to buy into this message? Because that's all mm-hmm. it is. It's yeah. a message that I received. No one has ever said somebody <laughs> outside of one time. <laughs> and even I have no idea one, what you mean. But even that one time, that's not what was said. Yeah. It's not what was said. But it's the message I took on. Yeah. It's so, important. It's important so just, to flip that. Yeah, I, I just think that stopping for me is a big deal. I think for for somebody like you that's super driven and just go, 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 stopping and taking stock of what's going on is extremely important. Yeah. You know, it's talking about that somebody can do it better. So, you, you know, I've been, I've been working on my book, writing yep. my book, right? Yep. Somebody in my life wrote a book who I look at, I'm like, you wrote a book? Like what? Like, okay, cool. Like public, like good for you. Like publish it, put it on, on whatever. But then I called DM like, I don't want to run away my book now. I was like, cause some, this person did. And she's like, well, that's dumb. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's fair. So we were up camping and she's like, all right. She's like, so here's the challenge. And she told, she put it out in front of Sawyer. So now he's aware. She's like, Dad's going to finish his book by the end of the year. Well, and, and, and that's it's, what I would encourage you to. It's, and but it's God that accountability thing you were talking about. But I'm saying D, it's that accountability D, stuff. Lord knows I'm scared of D. But even to say that's dumb, that's not fair. It makes sense. Well, right? it, it was a dumb sentiment. She, she said for me to say no, that. No. No. Listen. I no, buy in. Fair. I buy in. I do. Yeah. I understand where she was coming from, but I think words matter. Yeah. But no, it impacted me because that sentiment is dumb. Like it's not negative self-talk. That sentiment to say I can't write my book because somebody who wrote a completely different book in a genre somewhere else is a dumb sentiment to have. And it's not negative self-talk. It's a dumb sentiment. Think you're going to have it again? Probably. Yep. But then I can go back and realize, you know what? That's dumb. Don't think that way. It's not dumb. It's just there. That's yeah. all it is. It's just there. And it that's is, okay. But I'm not, I think it's different with me saying I'm dumb or I'm incapable. Sometimes thoughts are stupid. So I'm sorry, okay. but they are. I simply disagree, and that's but okay. I, know. I it, and I've always told you, what have I told you about me writing a book? I don't <laughs> remind me. Not going to happen, dude. Yeah. Not my jam. Somebody told me last weekend, dude, you need to write a book. Yeah. And so there I sat. I I think that I'm just willing to buy into the fact that, yeah, you know, it's safer if I don't write a book because it's outside my comfort zone. But if someone tells you you should write a book because of the impact you had on them in that moment, write the fucking book. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And, I, and that's why I'm doing it. But you know, and I think this is a point we're going to have to agree to disagree. Where ideas can be dumb, like I'm, I'm just saying, like getting like a full Taylor Swift back tattoo, dumb idea. That's my judgment. <laughs> as long as you are willing to own that, it, it's judgment. It's judgment, but I do agree with you on the negative self talk of me, of like me saying I'm bad at something or I'm stupid or I'm incapable. That script has to flip. 
I guess the only reason I'm so passionate about this, Aaron, is this. Hmm. I think that it's so easy for me to buy into somebody is better. No, yeah. that's the message you received. No one ever told you that someone could do it better than you. It's a message you took on somewhere when in reality, yeah. what's the truth about you? Oh, that I'm a badass. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think that someone is badasser than you? Yes. But I'm Does okay that with mean that. You're not a good badass. No. I'm okay no. with that. And that's why I say I believe it's vitally important to understand that it is a message that I have taken on throughout the no one has ever said I'm not worthy of doing it. No one has ever said I can't do it. No one has ever said I can't lead, I can't speak, I can't coach, and I can't do these things. It's all up here. It's a message that I took on somewhere. And that's why I think it's super important to understand that a negative self-talk yeah. and the limiting self-beliefs are exactly that. They're messages. That's not yeah. what's true about you. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I get all fired up and passionate. I know you do. But unfortunately, we're our clock is telling us that we are out of time for this one. Um, it's all right. This, dude, so, I like this one. This one was fun. I, I'm, I'm going to let you take this one. I'll take the last word because I think if I let you take the last word, we'll do another 45 minutes on this one. <laughs> <laughs> you you know, know, I love hearing you talk about it, though. I think, the last I, word, this up. I think the last word for me is, is already done. I, I said it just a minute yeah. ago, and that is it's important to me that as you listen to this, as you watch this, whatever platform you're consuming this on, the negative stuff that's going on in your head right now are just messages that you receive from, and, and, and I'm sure they're justified. That doesn't mean they're true. Yep. You have a truth about you and I encourage you to find out what it is about you that's true. And that way you can acknowledge it when you hear those messages play over and over and over. There's my last word. Nice. Um, for me, the tangible things to keep your head in the game when shit gets real or shit hits the fan is know your plan, know your blind spots, know your plan, be able to do that after action report and know what you can improve on and be okay with having areas you need to improve on. Oh yeah. Allow yourself oh, dude, to re I always yeah. be improving. Allow yourself a reprieve, have moments where you can take time for yourself, for your spouse, for your family and it's okay to take a breath and take a respite and a rest. Yeah. It's, you know, that that's my best my best advice on that. So and grow a beard if you get a chance cuz man grow a beard if you can. You, my friend look marvelous. Hey, as always, uh whatever uh platform you are listening or watching this on, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. it would mean a lot uh if you subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel. Uh, like and comment, please, just so we have a better idea of what it is you're looking for and what you got out of the podcast. We we really appreciate knowing uh, that we had an impact in any way that we possibly could. If you want to find us um, on those sweet, sweet socials, you can do it. Instagram and Facebook, the Warrior and the Wolf podcast, or you can uh, throw an email our way, much like our sweet friend Lisa did at the warrior and the wolf at gmail.com. We are checking that on a regular basis and yep. want to connect with you again. Um, we think it's vitally important to create a safe space for men and women to show up authentically. Uh, and that's what the entire goal of this show is. So um, 
If we can serve you in any way, please reach out. I am the wolf. I am the warrior. And we'll see you on the next one. Later. Later.